I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The one more thing, King, the Luka Doncic draft predictor. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It was roughly two years ago. Two years ago, yesterday, if you're listening to this on Monday. Two years ago that we were inside the AAC, Mm. and everything happened, draft night, we were super excited, and literally at midnight, we were downtown midnight after the draft, Nick and I sat outside of the AAC and recorded a post-draft podcast. It's literally called Luka Doncic, Dallas Maverick. And if windy audio, but go back and listen to it. Literally, I think it's the it's the day that the franchise turned a whole new chapter and it's crazy to look back on. I and tweet- it's two years. Like, it's insane. It's been two years. I tweeted it out. It's at, on at Nick Van Exit on Twitter. You can go find it right there. Or you can just look back to uh, June 20th, 2018. You can go look back. Or June 21st, 2018. Go back and look for that pod. Uh, man, and it reminded me, that was the last pod we ever did in person. Because after that, I, I had to move to Florida. So, um, man, it was like a real trip down memory lane for us. During that, listening to it and listening to our takes and the, all of our takes that night hold up because we were really hyped for it. We were excited. We said this is going to be the biggest moment in franchise history. You know, you know, for the next fifty, like this is a moment is going to be remembered for fifty years in franchise history and things like that. And uh, yeah, I just thought that it was it was pretty awesome. We were laughing at the Kings for drafting Bagley. And all this yes. Stuff. Uh, and so. I just thought that that all that was great. It's a good pod to go back and listen to it and remember and visit. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to re- we're going to revisit that night and talk about it two years after the fact. We're also going to play you a clip from the podcast we did the day before the draft in 2018, and uh, hopefully it'll make you uh, remember why you listen to this podcast because we're just so smart and we know what we're talking about, right, Isaac? Of course. I mean. <laughs> Always. Uh, this time we actually did in this one. So we're going to go back and listen to that. Uh, but before, Isaac, let's get into some news. Some newsy things are happening. We're right now um, in phase one, I think, right? We're in the middle of phase one and with the NBA returning. Luca and Porzingis are now back in the United States. We've seen videos of Porzingis working out in the Mavericks facility. Luca is, is reportedly back in the U.S. And so the Mavericks are starting to assemble. They're starting to get back together. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the deadline, the supposed deadline yeah, that everybody suggested about, deadline. Yeah, it's now become the suggested. You know, they both were not back in the country then, but um, now they're back, and now we uh, get excited that they're back. And you know, this week is going to be a big week. I think it's going to be a huge week across the NBA. I mean, Massive. it feels like every every week is a huge week right now, uh, but with everything going on with cases going up in Florida, you know, Woj and them even, you know, put out a story on ESPN that the NBA is monitoring that, you know, everybody is players and everything. And I think that combined with this week is when everyone is starting to get tested. So I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a telling week, I think 
if you know we start getting results trickling out and there's a bunch of names or maybe there's not it's it's a big week either way it's a massive week uh the 23rd so that's tuesday that's when phase two starts that isaac was just talking about that's when the mandatory testing for covid begins that's when we're going to know who's positive in the nba or how many players i guess that's probably what we'll know first is how many and then you know, I'm sure it'll leak out who is who tested. Um, hopefully, they're going to do antibody testing as well to see who has possibly already had it and has the antibodies. Uh, that would be a positive thing to know as well because then, like those players, we're assuming like there, I think there's been very few cases of someone getting COVID again, right? Like I don't even know if I've, I've heard of a, a yeah, case like I that. So, um, hopefully, they they do something like that, um, and then. Um, that's so that that'll start on Tuesday the testing and so that that'll be a big thing like Isaac said uh, and then you also mentioned Florida you know the coronavirus um, s- spike right now I you know a lot of you know I live in Florida right now and I've been um, going out to, to stores and stuff and, and getting you know essential things and coming back and there are not a lot of people wearing masks everywhere um, everywhere it's it's probably eighty percent people not wearing masks. And it's kind of frustrating, uh, but people just want to go out and live their life. You know, places like Disney Springs, are, they're requiring you to wear a mask. Certain businesses are requiring you to wear a mask, but it's not very many. Uh, I think I, we went in, um, we were going clothes shopping I think, the other day, and there was, you know, I think we went to 10 stores, and I think there's two stores that required you to wear a mask to go inside. Um, and so, yeah, da- Dallas actually passed a, a law, I think yesterday, or a few days ago, our city ordinance at re- letting businesses require it. So uh, we actually, I went with my, my father's in town from uh, Kentucky for Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to a lot of you fathers Absolutely. out there listening. L- late Father's Day, I guess. Uh, but anyway, we went to Barnes and Noble today and they required people like you couldn't walk in the store unless you had a mask on, went to another place you had to wear a mask. So, um, Yes, good job, businesses. <laughs> let's, let's put on our masks, people. But Florida's Florida's COVID cases have been very, very small. It's been like, you know, I think the highest they had for, you know, we had for a couple months when it first started was like a thousand a day new cases, and right now the last couple of days, um, Sunday it was forty six hundred cases. The day before is four thousand cases, and then it was thirty five hundred the day before that, and three thousand the day before that, um, and three thousand the day before that. So they're, they're just really rapidly climbing right now. And this is really the first wave in Florida. I have a couple thoughts about that. The Disney bubble is going to be more insulated than the outside uh, Florida area. Also, the majority of Florida cases have been in Miami area, which is not in you know in Orlando. Um, the places I've been in Orlando, people are wearing more masks than other places I've been. Um, you know, St. Augustine, Daytona, Ormond, um, you know that kind of area. Uh, there's been more masks I've seen in Orlando than. And others, uh, Disney is requiring everyone that steps on their campus to wear a mask. They're all getting temperature checks. As soon as we walked onto Disney Springs, which is like a downtown Disney area, it's like an outside shopping mall that's around Disney's campus. And we had to get our temperature checked. As soon as we walked in, there's hand sanitizer stations everywhere. Everyone has to wear a mask at all times. Uh, my wife saw somebody that was trying to drink a drink with a straw, took his mask off and, and started to drink it. And as soon as he took the cup away, a cast member went up to him and said, hey, you need to put your mask back on. Like They're really on it. And, and I think that that's at least a positive in the safety um, aspect of it. And so if people are concerned, and I think... You know, we're all going to be concerned to a degree. If you're concerned about that, uh, it's one of the safer places I think you can be in Florida if you're concerned about these spiking cases. It's obviously concerning, like everyone's saying, but um, I think there are measures that they're going to take. And the NBA players, I don't think we'll have any contact with, you know, any uh, or native Floridian, right? Like, uh, they're going to have potentially those 
proximity alarms. They're going to be, you know, away from people. Um, you know, all, all cast members have to be at least six feet away from an NBA player. It's things like that. And so uh, those are the things that are in place. There's always a chance that someone will get COVID, but uh, I'm feeling a little bit better about, you know, the NBA, you know, even though Florida's, you know, cases are going up, right? You know, yeah, I think limiting the exposure to outside people of the bubble is the key. And, right, um, which they will. Yeah, and I think one of the things uh, you, you, we talked about before, but you know, Keith Smith had tweeted out that those hotels that the players and stuff will be playing or be staying in will not be open to the general public during that. Yeah, time. Keith Smith, who's a you know an NBA reporter, he I think he covers the Celtics and other teams, um, and he's pretty big on Twitter. And he used to be a Disney cast member for a really long time. He actually just recently I think stopped working at Disney and started you know working NBA, NBA stuff full time. And he has been tweeting out all the stuff. He was actually one of the first people to say that the NBA was going to play at the Disney campus. And he tweeted out, confirmed by Walt Disney World sources, the Coronado Springs, the Grand, you know, Grandestino Tower, Grand Floridian, and not and Yacht Club will not be open until after the NBA is clear of each property. So they're not going to be open to the public. That was a thing that was possibly brought up um, that that you know. Other people were going to be able to go and stay in these hotels while the NBA players were there. That's not going to be the case. The Yacht Club isn't open until late August. Grand Floridian isn't open until late September. And then mid-October, when everything is done, is when the Coronado Springs, the Grand Destino you know, Resort, is going to be opened up. And so all those are going to be just NBA. And it, it, that makes sense to me. I, I don't know how many rooms are in each, but if each team can bring 35 people and all of them are going to have their own room, I mean, that's... <laughs> a lot of rooms you got to fill up in those places so that was i think that was a very positive thing that came out today uh, on sunday so that was uh something do you have any other news things you want to hit um no not really i mean i think that that's just the big thing right now we're, we're all monitoring what's happening in florida and yeah i think it is a really real thing of how it impacts nba stuff and the moment that you allowed workers inside that bubble and they're not getting tested every day that you do have a risk in that yeah. no matter how much the parameters they put out that out there that hey they're not going to come in contact they're still going to be servicing rooms or you know where all the different yeah. jobs it's going to be delivering things on, and yeah yeah delivering things and all the anemones that were we talked about like that's going to be there for the players. They're going to have to be workers to make a lot of these anemones happen so um yeah that, that's going to be a risk and amenities you said you said like anemones like sea anemone while saying it i said it the second time and i was like wait wait, like something's mixed up the words out yeah you just put the n after the first that's what i did so anyway i think we're all monitoring that and we're all waiting to see these tests come this week and i think the deadline this week for players to say yay or nay that they're going happens later this week too yeah, that's absolutely... Uh, Victor Oladipo, for instance. Woj tweeted out over the weekend talking about Victor Oladipo is coming back from injury and how he's going to take the next you know, day or a week or so to fully decide if he... I mean, that's a huge move for the Eastern Conference right there if he And for the Mavs tampering. <laughs> I know, yeah. That's he's going to be in their true. hotel block. <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that. That, that day for, for NBA players to say if they're going to, to play or not is June 25th. That's Thursday this week, so... That's really coming up will, soon. Will there be a massive name that shifts the playoffs? That's I'm really waiting on that. I want to say. I mean, we all don't think that there will be a name, but will there be yeah. a name that shifts everything? Will there? Will it be like a Ben Simmons or a Jared you know, I'm Dudley? Just, I'm done. Quit the pod. <laughs>
<laughs> no, for, but for real though, you're you're right. That if if a big name comes out, that's going to be you know big. Maybe somebody that's been quiet that hasn't been like a Kyrie yeah. or an Avery Bradley that has made their voice heard that have they've been stewing on this and thinking about it. Or if they have a young family that they don't want to be away from, you know, I. I you know, I, th- I bet you. Or can- even look at even look at the Lakers. And it's like yeah. I know that they're not big names, but what what if Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, yeah. and like somebody else, Rondo or something, comes out and's like, "Hey, we're not, you know, we're not going." I mean, that's depth. It's not LeBron or AD, but it's yeah. still depth to a team that could make a long run. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's some of the news that's going on. That's. What, that's what's up with that. And then coming up, let's get into our revisit of 2018 draft it's two years ago from Sunday. An incredible moment in Mavs history. Let's talk about that coming up. But before we do, we want to bring this up again. The Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Lockdown is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own personal donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter to find three of the great organizations that we are donating to. And before we continue on, Isaac Harris, let me tell you about this incredible new product that is sponsoring the podcast. It's called Magic Spoon Cereal. Right now, cereal is kind of, I have a weird relationship with cereal because you you love cereal as a kid and you still love it as an adult. You love uh, I think one of my favorites is Lucky Charms. You love, you know, Cocoa Cocoa Pebbles or Fruity Pebbles. You love, uh, I always loved Rice Krispie, you know, cereal as a kid. You love all that kind of sugary cereal. You love just sitting down, something easy to make that you can just get a bowl, put the cereal in first, then the milk. The people that do milk and then cereal afterwards, are, I, I never understood that. But cereal is an incredible, you know, meal, breakfast, whatever you want. But now that I'm getting older, and I'm trying to watch what I eat, I'm trying to watch my sugar intake, I'm trying to watch all these things, carbs, all that stuff. I'm also, every time I eat sugar like that and cereal like that, my teeth just feel gritty afterwards. I don't know if I'm just getting old now or what it is, but this product right here is something that has completely changed the way that I eat cereal. Uh, Magic Spoon has zero sugar, zero grams of sugar. I am not lying to you. They sent me a box. They sent me uh, all the four different varieties. Zero sugar, and it's delicious. It tastes exactly like the cereal that I loved as a kid growing up. Uh, the fruity tastes exactly like Fruit Loops or Fruity Pebbles. It, the chocolate tastes just like uh, Cocoa Pebbles or you know whatever kind of chocolate cereal that you eat. Uh, it's it's incredible. The blueberry tastes just like you know blueberry fruity pebbles. Zero grams of sugar, twelve grams of protein, only three net cu- grams of carbs in each serving. So that means it's keto friendly. Four incredible flavors: cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It tastes incredible. It's honestly it's too good to be true. I honestly did not believe this. That is keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb, and GMO free. And you're like okay, what is in this? Well, it's whey protein that they make into cereal and they flavor it and it's incredibly delicious. Um, Also, right now you can go to magicspoon.com slash NBA to grab a variety pack and try it today. That's the cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. And be sure to use our promo code NBA at checkout to get free shipping on your box. And Magic Spoon is so confident that you will like their product. Now, don't get scared away by the price. You'll love this. You'll love this product. It's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash NBA and use the code NBA for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. 
All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some of our just let's just revisit this moment. So you just want to go through the timeline. Of I think let's just or? go through the timeline. So I was reminded of uh, listening listening back to our podcast of Zach Klein's tweet. It was I at, found it. It was at four. I know I saw you found it. I I pulled it. It was at four fifty two that night, and he was an Atlanta sports. Um, he wasn't even a reporter, right? It was, it was. I don't know what he was. He like, he, but he worked in Atlanta sports somewhere, and he ha, he he said, feeling among multiple NBA league sources I've spoken with, Hawks take Luca at three, trade him to Dallas at five, then Hawks take Trey Young. Bays also might be part of the deal uh, in the deal tonight. That was you know almost before five o'clock in the draft. You know the actual trade didn't happen until seven forty four. So this guy had it uh, three hours before Woj did. This was this was the first tweet, the you know. Weirdest like, I mean, thing. It, it was it was you know we had heard grumblings that Dallas. I talked to somebody a few weeks before the draft that solidified how how I knew the Mavericks felt on it, and so like even if you like listen through our pods, you can hear like me shift on like how I really felt that Dallas would try to go <laughs> go in these drafts, just because yeah, just uh, having those conversations, and I knew how they felt about him. It was just all about would they have the chance to get him. And, you know, there was grumblings heading up to the draft. Could they just stay at five and get, you know, and Luca fall to five, which would sound crazy. But so then going into draft day, we, you know, we recorded a pod the night before. And Nick will play that, you know, clip a you little bit ago. It, you want to do it now? It, it was literally our final mock draft predictions on how the next day would play out. And, yeah, yeah, let's go ahead. We did our, we did our final mock draft. We went back and forth and we picked who we thought was going to uh, go. I think we did we did so many mock drafts because that was really yeah. the only thing we had to talk about besides Dennis's dunks. So uh, <laughs> yeah. we did a ton, and this is our final one the the day of the draft. Actually, we recorded this and we, we, we dropped it. So here it is. Here's us predicting correctly that Luca would go to the Mavericks. Yeah. Then Atlanta number three. I have Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, I have Luca. Okay, uh, it's. I think I think somebody trades up, but I also think somebody trades up. I feel like Dallas is just waiting for that. They're waiting for the Sacramento pick. As soon as the Sacramento pick is in and it's Bagley or anyone other than Luka Doncic, I think the the Mavericks immediately go to Atlanta and they just try all the different scenarios they've been working out. I think they have a trade ready for all three teams ahead of them. I think they have a trade ready for Sacramento. I think I have a trade ready for Atlanta. And I think I have a trade ready for Memphis. They're going to try every single one of them until one of them yeah. bites. Cause I think they really, 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 really want to get Luca. That's correct. They really, really did. They really <laughs> did want to get Luca. That was recorded. Yeah. The night before that was our, our final yeah. pre-draft pod. And, um, that we dropped the day of. Yeah. Yeah, so we knew Dallas really wanted Luca, and the we didn't we just really don't didn't know what Memphis was going to do at four. And if you took the chance on you know letting Atlanta take somebody, or you know if Atlanta passed on Luca, would Memphis take Luca? We you know you didn't know that, so it's like you felt like the only two picks you knew were confident were the fact that Phoenix was taking De- DeAndre Ayton, even yeah. though they had Igor. And then Sacramento in the days leading up to the draft, it was very well known that Bagley was their guy. And you even said on one of the pods, you referenced a, 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 or a, 
I mean, um, a story, and it was like they even Sacramento said they would take Bagley one if they had the first pick yes, overall. So yeah, yeah. it's like they were locked in. So those two picks were locked in, and so for a lot of us, the draft started at three with Atlanta. Yeah, and it did apparently. And the player that should have gone one went three into Atlanta with Luca, and then was traded to Dallas. Uh, man, it was uh, it was pretty wild to to listen back to that and to uh, hear how. You know, solid we were <laughs> saying that that was what was going to happen and how much the Mavericks wanted Luka and the fact that none of these other teams wanted to go up and get him. I mean, he's just, he's so obviously the best player in the draft still. And, and we knew it at the time. Um, it's just wild to me that a team could pick, you know, Bagley, even Aiton, uh, you know, Trey yeah. Young, you know, is maybe the he's least, fun. the least egregious of, of the four, right, that were taken, but. It's uh, it's pretty wild to see that happen. Yeah, and so okay, so so the Klein's you know, tweet happens. It gets everybody buzzing of like, holy crap, this could legit yeah. happen. So Nick and I both get to the arena. I also want to give a big shout out to before Kirk Henderson at Kirk Serious Face on Twitter. He had been championing the Luca to the Mavericks thing for a full calendar year before the draft. It was his Twitter display name. It was all the stuff he was talking about it he's getting trying to get people hyped about it and what's his twitter name to what big Doncic energy big Doncic energy that's what it was yeah that's that's definitely what it was and so uh he also should get a little bit of credit for putting the energy out there putting putting the feelings out there to uh to get luca because that was you know he was trying to get people into it and then this tweet happened we're like oh something actually kind of real we also mentioned in our podcast that ben and skin had this zach klein guy on their show to talk about this uh yeah how they tracked him down i have no clue probably just dm'd him or tweeted at him (laughs) Yeah, so they got him on on their show, and you know we we came into the so the draft party there for the media it was at the old number seven lounge, and so we all come in and Ben and Skin set, you know is setting out they're with the fan at that point, and they're all their whole setups there in the concourse, and they're doing live shows, they're talking to the client guy. I remember going out there and talking with them in between you know their interviews and just the whole buzz around the place and so then there's fajitas which that's that's like a media staple for draft party draft night is you know the mavericks cater in fajitas for the media and so we're all sitting around <laughs> a eating, detail you eating. needed to know <laughs> exactly and we're all we're all sitting around eating fajitas we're sitting at this table and i i know it, obviously nick and i are sitting together i think doyle was sitting near us yeah um he's I can't at remember kobe who else on twitter uh but anyway so we're sitting around and we have the the pre-draft press conference Coop. with Jeff Cooperstein as well was sitting with us. Yes, I, I remember. yes, baby Coop. And so anyway, we we have the pre-draft press conference with Donnie, and you know we all fill in the little room there, and Donnie just like literally in in the podcast or the I guess the podcast after our post-draft podcast, you can hear us talking about. It. We're like Donnie just looks so defeated in the he in did. the pre-draft, and it's like. Yeah, he's like, we're satisfied with staying, you know, put at five. You know, pretty much everything is dead. All the talks are dead at this point because the Atlanta stuff was really out there. And I just remember it coming out of that, coming out of that interview saying, we're getting Mo Bamba. And like, we were okay with it. Like, I know, like, we yeah. laugh about it now, but like, we were okay with it. And and I think, I still think Dallas could have made something with Mo Bamba. Yeah, but I think he would have been Bamba, better in Dallas. Yeah. Cause look at, yes. look at the difference between Dennis in Dallas and Dennis in New York, right? I think it would have been that yeah. similar of a, you know, contrast between the two. Yeah. So Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter, however it, it played out, we would have been happy about either one of those guys, I think. Well, I would have been more happy about Bamba than Carter, but. 
So we, he was defeated. He so. was definitely defeated. I'll never forget when he said, you know, yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. We're, you know, but we're, we're comfortable staying with five. We're comfortable with whoever we get, you know, at five. And it seemed like that's just the way it was going to be. Uh, and coming up, let's get into what actually happens. We'll get into the side tweet. We'll get into the trade that almost happened, that almost destroyed it, that we were just distraught at. Coming up, we'll get into all that. And Isaac Harris, let me tell you about one of the most useful apps on my phone right now. It's called Blinkist. It's an app right now. It's a unique tool. It works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser. It takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. I downloaded this, and they have so many different categories of books and articles and things that you can go through and you can listen to it in just 22 minutes 15 minutes you know they're really short that you're able to get all the information you want to uh i wanted to right now career and success there's a book uh by zig ziglar see you at the top there's a book called the discomfort zone how to get what you want by living fearlessly all kinds of different books on career and success personal development psychology productivity management and leadership science Mindfulness and happiness, health and nutrition, huge category, uh, sex and relationships, entrepreneurship, creativity, society and culture. There's all kinds. That's even, that's just half of the categories of different books and things that they have on Blinkist right now. All kinds of popular books. And right now with Blinkist, you can get an unlimited access to read, to listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, all for one low price. And right now for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer for our audience, the Lockdown Mavericks listeners. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA to try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial and also save 25% off a subscription, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into these tweets from Mark Stein. So, uh, we <laughs> this had, took years off my life. Years off my life. We had the, the Zach Klein tweet at five. We got to the arena. We were, you know, we had the, uh, press conference from Donnie Nelson saying that they were okay sitting at, at, you know, at, uh, you know, at five. And then the draft starts, I think, at seven, right? Seven, seven o'clock. And that's yeah. when these tweets from Mark Stein start coming up. And here's mm-hmm. the tweets from Mark Stein. The Hawks and Mavericks are still talking, according to league sources, but Dallas is unwilling to trade number five and Wes Matthews for number three and Kent Bazemore. Such a move is essentially paying $19.3 million for one year, by the way, for one year, to move up two spots in tonight's draft. Then Mark Stein continues, if the Mavericks hold firm with this position, it's because they like the optics at f- uh, options at five, such as Mo Bamba or Wendell Carter Jr., better than the idea of taking on an extra season of Kent Bazemore at $19.3 million for the right to draft Luka Doncic. God bless. Our, when those tweets went out, I remember that your face. That makes me cringe thinking about this. I remember this. your face, and our hearts just sunk because this would have been, and I, I said it that night, I still hold on to it, this would have been up there with passing on Giannis in the draft. It would have been past Giannis. Past Giannis. This would have been unforgivable from the fan base. And I can't... The fact that... I say it's, it would have been past Giannis because we would have had these tweets to look back on at all times. Like this this tweet of Mark Stein literally saying the difference. they would yeah. not swap out Kent Bazemore and Wes Matthews and pay one more year of $19 million to Kent Bazemore to get... To get Luka Doncic, like we, this tweet would have went down in Mavericks. Like it would, that's the darkest, darkest thing. And for a matter of minutes before, I don't know how long, how many minutes are in between these tweets to the Stein breaking news tweet. Three minutes in between these two Mark Stein tweets, 
And then when Woj tweets that um, Atlanta and Dallas agreed to a deal, it was 7.44. So it was about you know, 40, 42 minutes between God Woj bless, breaking man. the deal and then Mark Stein tweeting this. I just remember saying that line over and over again at this draft party. This will be unforgivable. Like the fan base will never forgive the Mavs for you this. You're so upset. I was so dang upset because it, like there's just no way. Like Donnie and them are too smart. There's no way that they would allow this to happen. Not this. Not you're not willing to just take on like Kent Basemore isn't even like a bad player. Like and you're gonna give up Luca and I, yeah I was distraught for a good solid 30 40 minutes there and I it would have been such a bad night <laughs> but it turned out to be great by the way the, we know now the Mavericks would have took Wendell Carter Jr. right we talk about Mo Bamba because that's who we thought they yeah. would have taken but we know now that Carlisle and them really liked Wendell Carter that's who they would have taken it would have been Dennis and Wendell Carter that would have been the, the current Mavericks and maybe they would have got Porzingis you know maybe they and, still would have been we, able to pull that off but and we would be doing draft pods right now on LaMelo Ball <laughs> that, my, that my friend is the darkest timeline <laughs> we would not be going to Disney right now that's true <laughs> we'd be where the Hawks would be or well they could be the Suns right uh, we would be talking know. we would be talking about not going to Disney because it would have been useless for the Mavs to go like, oh, they're not going to be able to get to a playoff spot. Like, so is James Wiseman, who is... <laughs> have you seen James Wiseman post up his trainer? Look at his thighs when he posts up his trainer. The, 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 he's the same width the entire way down. What's his I mean, landing mechanics? <laughs> remember remember landing mechanics? Luca doesn't have landing mechanics because he doesn't he doesn't take off anymore. He even said that. He even said that on Twitter the other day. This is when I used to jump. He tweeted this video of him dunking. Uh. <laughs> so great. But obviously, this is the best possible timeline, right? This is the uh, Mavericks roster-wise for yeah. you know for what could have happened. Except if they would have agreed to this deal, which by the way, we also mentioned that Tim McMahon said that Atlanta was asking for future picks as well, and that was part of the holdups for the Mavericks. So I don't think it was just the Kent Bazemore West Matthews swap. I feel like it was the future picks, multiple picks as well, and they ended up sw- scrapping the Kent Bazemore for West Matthews thing and just going for one future pick. See, here's the thing. I would have no doubt before, I, like, I wouldn't even hang up the phone. I would have did the West Camp Bazemore swap and give them the unprotected 2019 yeah. first, which they end up getting. I would have did that no brainer. So that's what, like, you listen to our podcast after the draft that night. We were so happy with how the deal played out because we were both sitting there saying, oh, I would have did both of these things on top of swapping the picks. And we walked out of this with just giving the pick, saving, you know, cap space, thinking that, you know, we. it was funny in that postgame pod because we actually talked a little bit about free agency and how they could build around Luka. And I even said, I was like, yeah, and there's, you know, what if Dallas strikes with somebody like Capella this offseason? Or said, Cousins. Or, Cousins. Boogie was the big okay, name. I, I talked about Boogie. Uh, and but then I said, or the center from the Clippers of the name that we shall not say. The center who shall not be named. That's what we used to call DeAndre <laughs> Jordan. And, and then we got him. <laughs> and Carlisle also in that press conference afterwards, we talked about, you know, did you guys think about taking a center with your second round pick? Or did you think about he said, Well, we have, you know, there's July first is coming up or something like that. So he mentioned that the free yeah. agency was when they were really gonna look for a center, which is kind of wild, which they probably knew that DeAndre was gonna come to the Mavericks. Like, isn't that Ooh. I mean, looking back, and now that's the Can way. You I, ever be sure? Now that's what I think happened. Is they knew. I don't know how confident they. Could and maybe been, that's why they didn't. They didn't want to do the Baysmore thing because they they needed that extra money to give to. Uh, well, if I guess they didn't, I guess Wes, I guess Wes and Baysmore's contracts would have equaled out, but 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's incredible to look back two years now. What is, uh, what's been different in the two years since this happened than you expected? Cause that night we were super high on it, but it feels like Luca has reached a height that we didn't even expect after we were as hyped, <laughs> you know, that first night. Well, I mean, you go to our biggest roster question, even to that post-game pod. We both listened to this post-game pod today. And, uh, you know, I, I said on there, I was like, hey, the biggest question for the Mavericks right now is can Dennis Smith Jr. play off the ball? Yeah. And it was basically just sent around, can Luka and, and, and Dennis play together? And the moment Luka Doncic's name was called for, da- you know, for Dallas or traded, that put pretty much put the, you know, the clock, you know, ticking down for Dennis. And... And, you know, just seeing how that played out over the next, what, year and a half with, with Dennis and stuff. Dennis and Harrison Barnes came to that you know press conference the very next day on the 22nd. That's true, uh, when, yeah. When, when Luca and Brunson, you know, first came there. And that was another cool thing about that draft night was, you know, we had a, a, a phone interview with Luca the night that he got drafted. And, and a lot of us media, it's funny, you've seen all the media there uh, go outside, go outside the doors. And we were all on our phones Separately. because we were all, yeah, we're all getting in on this. Uh, this um, conference call with Luca and them there in Chicago, or it was, yeah, a, guess it was a Zoom interview before quarantine. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was just you know hearing him talk about just different things, how he was confident, how he, how he could fit with Dennis and stuff, and um, just seeing. I remember one of the quotes that stood out from me to uh, I think it was Donnie or Rick. It was after they drafted Luca, and that press conference was super fun. But I think uh, it could have been Rick. Somebody asked about the you know the protections on the pick, the 2019 pick that was going to Atlanta, and I remember them saying something like, "I don't even care what the protections are; it doesn't even matter." And I'm like, "That's just like that's a flex right there, knowing that you just won this trade so bad, and that you just got this generational talent that you're like, I don't even care what the protections are. Like, I just get it could be one first overall pick. I don't care. We have." Luka Doncic. It's an amazing night to revisit. It's awesome to look back. Go listen to this podcast if you're interested more in uh, you know hearing what we had to say then and the day before and all that stuff. It's fascinating to hear you know some of our opinions. I know a lot of you tweet us and say we went back and listened to you know your draft profiles and you were dead on on this. You guys are so wrong on this player. You know that's <laughs> th- that stuff's interesting to hear. So let us know. Tweet us at Lockdown Maps at Nick Van Exit at Isaac L. Harris. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.